Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to review some highlights from our recent guest interviews to provide a comprehensive look at how trucking and logistics companies have been getting through the COVID-19 pandemic. Over the past few months, this public health crisis has transformed 2020 into a tumultuous year for the transportation industry. Large swaths of the economy slowed down dramatically as many businesses temporarily closed their doors and people stayed home to help contain the spread of the virus. But through it all, Truck drivers have been on the front lines of the pandemic, delivering medical supplies and equipment to hospitals and ensuring that store shelves across the country remain stocked with essential goods for consumers. During this crisis, transportation companies have had to contend with a supply chain disruption, while in many cases facing significant financial hurdles. They've also ramped up sanitation procedures for trucks and facilities, and have implemented social distancing measures to help protect their employees as they perform their essential tasks. In recent episodes of this podcast, we brought in several industry experts who shared their perspectives on how trucking has responded to the pandemic and offered their thoughts on what the future may hold. We have a lot of ground to cover here, but I'll start with Dave Cox, president of less than truckload carrier Polaris Transportation Group. This pandemic has really tested the mettle of transportation companies while also highlighting the essential role they play in our society. Here's what Dave had to say about that. I learned a lot more about my company and I learned a lot more about my people. I always knew we had good people, but when you saw people of all rank and file, it didn't matter what your title was, if you were if you're the president or if, if you were uh, working on our, on our dock, people came together. I, I saw goodness in people, and sometimes in business, maybe you, maybe you, 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 I haven't appreciated that as much as I should have. This pause, if you want to call this a pause, is really inspired me uh, that, hey, we have a fantastic team. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to celebrating the team as we, as we move beyond this. And also one last thing is that one, one thing I've said for years, truck driving, truck drivers in general, this is a serious profession. It needs to be seen throughout North, North America as, as a profession. And it, it's sad that it's taken a pandemic like this for people to really appreciate truck drivers. And it, they need to be celebrated more. So good thing, bad thing. I'm glad they are now being celebrated. I hope it continues uh, when we when we get ourselves out of this mess. Dave also had a lot to say about the role of technology during the crisis. Polaris Transportation Group was able to quickly move its office staff to a work from home environment, due in large part to the company's investments in business process automation. We literally created a virtual trucking company in about a day and a half. And yes, we've made significant investments in robotic processing automation and artificial intelligence. Um, the, the fact that my staff was used to working with these technologies, um, we, we literally 
went off site. 85% of my staff is working remote. You can't tell the difference if they were at their house or, or in the building. But, uh, you know, just a strong IT department coupled with, you know, it's actually a partnership between our, our tech team and our HR team. They did a fantastic job. They mobilized the people. Our people were up for the challenge. And, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, Polaris, Polaris people are used to dealing with some higher end technology. And of course, robotic processing and artificial intelligence has already eliminated a lot of the mundane tasks prior to COVID-19. So in that respect, uh, and again, in conjunction with the partnership of HR and, and our tech people, it was flawless. I was I was amazed and astounded, to be honest with you. I also asked Dave for his thoughts on the industry's future as we look beyond the pandemic. What long-lasting or enduring changes might we see? You know, that's uh, another good question. We've talked a lot about this at, at Polaris. I think on, on the short term, I think supply chains will need to be replenished as we slowly uh, reopen. And I think a bit further down the road, I, I think of uh, how North America was caught off guard by uh, you know, having access to a lot of necessary products. I could see more manufacturing being done in North America, be it the United States, Canada, or Mexico. I could see um, manufacturing distributors carrying larger volumes than they typically would uh, in their supply chain. And I think they'll probably have those inventories uh, in strategic places throughout North America. You know, we, we've, we've spent probably last 30 years focusing on globalization. I see more manufacturing coming back to North America. Again, you know, I, I think Polaris and probably many other trucking companies will be uh, are well positioned to to enjoy that de- the demand that will come with the new supply chain practices. COVID-19 rattled the entire supply chain and presented consequences no one expected. On July 9th, we asked, is it over for trucking? And when will the industry recover? Join me, Dan Ronan, and ATA Chief Economist Bob Costello to find out the hurdles we have yet to face and when will relief finally settle in. Save your seat now at ttn.ws forward slash Newsmakers 1. This episode of Newsmakers is brought to you by Trimble. Another key concern for trucking companies during this pandemic has been driver safety. To learn more about the steps that companies can take to support their drivers during this time, I spoke with Lily Chu, Assistant Vice President and Senior Risk Consultant at Transportation Insurance Brokerage Hub International. Here's what she had to say about how trucking companies have been navigating this challenge. I, I think uh, really it's it's really a coming together and uh, and coming up with new strategies and communication tools and really adapting to these changes. Obviously, it's unprecedented times. Uh, there's no written playbook on how to navigate this virus, so it's really paying attention to to what uh, what the company is doing uh, itself, but also paying attention to what other uh, uh, companies are doing within the industry. And I think um, being innovative and fresh and new and and really genuinely taking care of our drivers is key. Um, So whether it's, you know, through communication, whether it's through uh, being thoughtful about uh, planning routes or shift changes or, um, you know, taking the extra mile and, and providing a package 
food for them. Um, all these little things um, collectively really help to uh, keep people safe and and, and uh, ensure that their safety and well-being is, is a priority. Lily also shared her thoughts on how long the industry will need to continue following the health precautions that are now in place to keep drivers safe. Well, I guess that's that's the burning question for everyone out there right now um, is, you know, how long will this continue? What uh, what will it look like? Uh, I think right now we're, we're really just seeing what it is day by day. Um, it is a global pandemic. Um, so I think uh, as much as we want to look ahead, uh, which, you know, is always great to do to kind of uh, see what what best things we can do to put in place to prevent uh, exposure uh, and risk. Uh, but for the time being, um, my thoughts on this is that uh, it, these these precautions and these protocols we've put in place will be here for quite some time uh, until uh, until there is a vaccine, until we you know better understand the virus. Um, so I think really right now it's really important to be vigilant with uh, safety protocols, hand hygiene, uh, and maintaining physical distance. And uh, making sure that, you know, you're listening to that voice in your head and saying, you know, safety is a, is a priority right now. During this pandemic, market conditions have been really challenging for many trucking companies. There's been an overabundance of freight hauling capacity in the market, and freight rates have dropped. I had a great conversation about the freight market with Andrew Lynch, president of Zipline Logistics. Here's what he had to say. I think that the, the capacity glut um, right now is, is really, really steep. Um, you know, I, I, I think that before... Uh, the 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 economy started shutting down. We you know we were already you know pretty clearly in a place where there was you know probably a you know a, a hundred thousand or so too many trucks on the road, um, and it was it was making it so that um, you know upward pricing pressure was was really really difficult to find. Um, uh, you know we're starting to see some some signs of capacity tightness uh, in certain areas, right? Certain areas that are, that are heavily affected by, by produce. Um, and, and some of those areas that are also going to start to uh, have an, you know, an influx um, in volume uh, due to, due to imports. Um, and that, that's going to sort of coincide with, with produce. But um, I think we've got to, I mean, you know, if we were talking strictly in terms of trucks coming off the road, so you probably need a half million trucks to come off the road. Um, you know, if we're talking in terms of a, you know, a combination of, of demand side and, and supply side, uh, you know, rebalancing, um, you know, I think as we head towards, um, towards 1Q, uh, maybe Q2 of, of 21, that we'll start to see a, a, a more balanced uh, environment. This pandemic has also put the business relationships between carriers and 3PLs under a microscope during these difficult market conditions. Andrew had some insightful comments on that as well. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that there's something that, that you know, pandemic or not, um, I think, a, you know, something that's always been a little bit toxic about the, the, the kind of 3PL carrier relationship has been, um, you know, early in my career, I was, I, I was uh, a part of a, a larger uh, 3PL before I started my own business. And, I, you know, the, the, the use of leverage on carriers, not necessarily just to control pricing power, but also... To sort of try to try to um, uh, facilitate uh, that carrier providing a service that maybe they wouldn't normally provide, or running a route or a lane that they wouldn't normally run, 
Um, and I, I've always seen that as something that's that's toxic to our business. There's a massive network of of capacity providers out there, um, and I think it's just a little bit of extra elbow grease on the three PL side to make sure that you're, um, you know, that you're working those folks into your business where it makes sense for them, right? Try to create win wins as often as possible, and um, that's been our operating mantra at, at Zipline from the get go. Not you know because of some sort of um, you know empathetic uh, situation, but because we just think it's better business and it and it helps us run a more efficient operation when people are you know being facilitated and allowed to do uh, the things that are you know that that meet their best interests too. So um, I think really focusing on that um, is an important an important step that we can all take. Um, you know, with regard to rates. Uh, there's there's a lot of noise, uh, you know, right now around you know how how rates are are affecting um, you know carrier costs and and you know it's true that it it's it's tragic that um, you know the the current rate environment uh, in a lot of scenarios is not enough to cover uh, the cost of of capacity. Um, I don't think that you can point a finger in any direction on that, um, but uh, but hopefully. Uh, that we have at least conscientious enough uh, 3PL providers that are only pushing rates down to the extent that they're, you know, pushing their their charges to their shippers down. Um, you know that that has has certainly been, um, you know, I think kind of the 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 happy middle that that some of the arguers on on either side of that that debate have been able to find is that hey look I'm I'm lowering your your rate because I'm also lowering mine. Um, so, you know, trying to keep that fairness in mind. In times like these, it's crucial to stay informed. Transport Topics is offering all the information you need to make business decisions in these unprecedented times. And in the wake of the many event cancellations and group gatherings, TT ensures a virtual way to consume business content and conversation. To join the conversation and stay ahead of the news, follow Transport Topics on all social outlets or by visiting ttn.ws forward slash stay informed. Given the market disruption we've seen during this pandemic, freight visibility has become more important than ever. Transportation companies really need to have a good handle on their shipments to stay on top of the volatility we've seen in the market over the past few months. I discussed this in more detail with Glenn Kepke, Vice President of Network Enablement at technology supplier Forkites. Here's what he had to say. So there's a few different types of information that we're seeing that are critical for supply chain operators and those in the ecosystem uh, right now during the crisis. And, you know, I would say that these are, are common uh, even, you know, pre-crisis or post-crisis, but uh, the magnitude of which these are being highlighted uh, has, you know, re reached the CSCO level, so Chief Supply Chain Officer level. And first is, you know, really factual information, right? It sounds silly, but I think in, in the world of supply chain, uh, there's oftentimes information that's either latent or not correct. And so, you know, first is what's critical is factual information. So knowing where your goods are, uh, knowing where the truck is, knowing what's critical is really important to thrive during a pandemic when resources are stretched thin, uh, volumes through the roof, and priorities are changing every single day. So that factual information really uh, sets companies 
a part to take quick decision and get to resolution right away. Uh, second is timely information, right? So that's one thing if you know the, the true fact, but it's another if it, it takes you a day to get there or five hours to get there. So having timely information is, is really critical. So with platforms like Forkites, uh, what we're able to provide is real-time information in the moment where ultimately the supplier, the receiver, and the transport company have a common truth to be able to act on uh, from there. And then third, I would say is transparent information, right? So uh, there are many platforms that are out there where uh, the information is used for a singular party. And what we see is transparent information allows multiple parties to operate on a single transaction. And that will get speed to value and speed to decision-making very quickly. So when you look at the pandemic uh, where order volumes have spiked, knowing which POs are critical uh, for that retailer and what the supplier capacity is to ship that and the carrier's availability to deliver on time is really important. And that way those goods can be tracked all the way from origin to destination and ultimately to the shelf so the consumer can get the product that they need. One of the things that we've seen from companies in our customer base compared to compared to the market is the uh, those that have, have implemented visibility software are clearly leaders in decision-making and responding to this crisis. And those that have not implemented visibility software have definitely struggled uh, to get resources to operate effectively, right? The legacy ways of phone calls, uh, emails, spreadsheets is a serious crunch on the business when you're in a crisis. The COVID-19 pandemic has also shined a spotlight on the value of technology, such as business process automation and data analytics to help manage a crisis like this. I discussed that point with Albert Lee, Chief Technology Officer for Odyssey Logistics and Technology. The ones that are coming out of this pandemic are going to be the ones that are going to continue to invest in technology. It's, uh, you know, they always say the next uh, great frontier in logistics is uh, this idea of freight tech. Uh, it's uh, you know, combining technology with, uh, you know, brick and mortar operations. And, uh, you know, look, tools like this have existed for shippers and carriers alike for years and years. The old economy it used to be, you have a job, you're going to work harder, just do it faster and better. We don't need to spend money on technology to make your job easier. And that new economy is now, you know, how much business did you lose because you weren't integrated with a shipper's ERP? And how much business did you pass up because you were still trying to do it with phone and fax and everyone else has moved on to API-based contract and tendering, right? So, you know, I think the the investment here is really just going to be in continuing to buy into proper supply chain technology. And uh, I think the best part of, that, of all of this is that this is a... Uh, this is a world that's ripe with startups. And I think we're going to see a lot of different solutions. Uh, we're going to see a lot of different uh, ways to solve the pain points of the industry that we discovered in the last uh, several weeks. Albert also discussed his vision for how technology advances, such as artificial intelligence, will help companies make better business decisions. So obviously, this is a data-driven business. And I think most people have realized now that uh, you know, doing your forecasting on spreadsheets and uh, and and doing reports is is really that's not going to solve the problem. And uh, you need to move faster. You need to have better analytics. And uh, you know, I think that can come from a number of different sources. It can come from artificial intelligence-based tools that will help reduce errors and help you control costs. Uh, and uh, there's obviously going to be greater tools that are going to help you predict outcomes as well. 
And, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. I think the biggest part here is there's going to be a te- tendency here to fight the system. And that tendency is very natural. I, I, I know better because this is my industry and I have a really good sense of what's going on. And that, I think that attitude has to change that in order for a lot of these tools to be really effective. So, you know, yeah, there are going to be a ton of great tools out there that are going to help you forecast better, help you analyze your data better and help you make strategic decisions. But on the flip side, it's got to come from the top. It's got to come from all angles of the organization. You have to be willing to change how your business works to succeed with these tools. You can't fight it. Another important factor to consider here is the financial strain caused by the pandemic. Given this situation, are shippers, carriers, and 3PLs going to tighten their belts, or are they still going to be able to make investments in technology? Let's hear what Albert had to say about that. Uh, You're going to have to find ways to invest, right? The way I look at it is if you emerge from this pandemic and you're still in business, you did something right. The survivors, though, are going to be working in a very different market. It's going to be hyper-competitive. The pandemic has really showed you all your weaknesses, and you're going to have to continue to invest to keep... uh, keep pace with your peers. And I think that's the, uh, that's the really the moral of the story, right? If you didn't have great planning tools going into this, you're going to need great planning tools to continue to uh, evolve in this market. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. In summary, the COVID-19 pandemic has created unprecedented challenges for the trucking industry, but shippers, carriers, and 3PLs have been finding ways to navigate this crisis. Across the industry, fleets have implemented sanitation and social distancing practices to help support their drivers and keep them safe as they deliver essential goods. At the same time, many companies have moved their back office employees to a remote work environment, and they've done this while dealing with significant volatility in the freight market. In many cases, fleets and 3PLs have relied on technology to help manage all the disruption caused by this crisis. But through it all, this historic pandemic has also generated an outpouring of appreciation for the essential work performed every day by professional truck drivers and the transportation industry as a whole. Although federal, state, and local governments are now in various stages of reopening the economy, it's still unclear how long this pandemic will continue and how quickly the freight market will recover. But we do know that the transportation industry will continue to push forward and keep our supply chains running as we all weather this storm. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with me and the Road Signs team. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. Until next time, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.